Welcome to Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story. I'm your host, Cora Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Galilee, where my wife and I live. I'm so glad that you could join me today. On today's podcast, I'll be bringing you the United Nations-sponsored plan known as Agenda 21 and its connection to the Tower of Babel. 1992. I had no idea that one month after I graduated from Bible school that a new world order had begun taking place. I, along with countless others in the West, were unaware of the different global agendas and goals that nations were taking part in, in a city of Brazil known as Rio de Janeiro. The important gathering from June 3rd to June 14th, 1992, called an Earth Summit and hosted by the United Nations and 179 countries who would participate in signing documents for their respective countries that would change and impact our world and the life that we once knew would never be the same. What's going on? Most of us turn on the nightly news and see the hardships and plights of displaced people groups and war refugees looking for a new home. Then we drive around our communities and experience the rise of gas and food prices, the unpredictableness of the stock market, witnessing strange weather patterns unlike the ones you once knew growing up, and it all leaves you wondering whatever happened to our planet. It's hard to put a finger on the pulse of the underlying root when the only thing we see are the many different, seemingly disconnected symptoms. There is so much chaos and unrest that has taken place in such a short period of time that this has left most of us shaking our heads in utter disbelief and thinking to ourselves inside of our minds saying, this all can't be happening, can it? 179 Nations The many nations that attended the Earth Summit back in 1992 were a part of a symposium called Agenda 21. 21 stands for the 21st century, and the agenda is an inventory control of this new world order. The summit in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, addressed many issues. They included the revision and alteration of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all energy, all food, all information, and all human beings. At first glance, the United Nations plan and agenda sounds exciting, innovative, and restorative for a planet in grave danger. But is this talk of sustainable development, recycling, creative reuse, creating energy and food resources for all peoples everywhere a good thing? And is it beneficial for all of the world's citizens? The answer to this question is a resounding no. What has happened instead to our world since 1992 is that global populations have moved into the city centers and concentrated areas, away and removed from the rural countryside. We are witnessing this phenomenon right now with the onset of the Ukrainian refugee crisis and the growing number of people trying to cross the United States border from Mexico. The will of global governments 
is that they want to maintain their power indefinitely and exert their control centrally. In a recent article by a political scientist and writer named Ivan Wecky, he gives a working definition of the Great Reset. He says, The Great Reset is the global elite's plan to instate a communist world order by abolishing private property while using COVID-19 to solve overpopulation and enslaving what remains of humanity with vaccines. The global plan, called the Great Reset by the World Economic Forum, and Agenda 21 set into motion by the United Nations, have become essentially a marriage and a partnership with the same goals and ideals for the planet. This union happened in June of 2019. The United Nations Forum Partnership was signed in a meeting held at the United Nations headquarters in New York City between UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez and World Economic Founder and Executive Chairman Klaus Schwab to accelerate the implementation of the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. The partnership identified six areas of focus. They are financing the 2030 Agenda, climate change, health, digital cooperation, gender equality, and empowerment of women, education, and skills to strengthen and broaden their combined impact by building on existing and new collaborations. The Three Pillars The UN-sponsored summit in Brazil introduced us to the ideas of economy, ecology, and social equity. These ideas sound beneficial. The access to clean and running water, clean air, no one's property becoming a garbage heap, and poverty finished. Yet, if we look closely at what is happening around the world, we see a large portion of the world's population impoverished and developed nations collapsing as everything is now destined to destroy the world's economy. Big Corporation A few powerful companies like Amazon, Walmart, and Apple are taking over and putting small companies out of business. What we are witnessing in our lifetime is that the major corporations of the world want full movement of their workers without borders or boundaries so they can move their goods through without regulations and reduce wages for their employees. Corporations are exploiting populations, wanting control so that the people can be under surveillance and micromanaged. The pillars of equity, economy, and ecology that were designed in Rio de Janeiro in 1992 usher in complete control for the technocrats and big corporations, and the only ones who are imbalanced and are suffering are the rest of humanity. Big Media and Big Education Over the last two years, the COVID crisis has taught me that the world has been under a global indoctrination from pre-K to postgraduate school, and almost all major media outlets in the United States are owned by two major corporations, BlackRock and Vanguard. Endless false narratives, censorship, and misinformation have been perpetrated by the media, causing global mass confusion, which has led to strengthening 
and fortifying the globalist's ultimate agenda of totalitarian control. What can citizens do around the world? We can educate our families, communities, and question the information we listen, watch, and receive on a daily basis. The Bible tells us the race is not for the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Nexus Israel Virtual Summit 2022 On March 30th, a virtual event presented by Hebrew University in Jerusalem and organized by the American Friends of the Hebrew University went to the Internet world. It was filled with well-known entrepreneurs, business leaders, and innovators who shared their thoughts and insights about technological advances in sustainability emerging from Israel's startup culture. Some of the topics that were discussed resembled the same issues first brought in Rio de Janeiro in 1992. They were the future of food, a call to action for the planet, clean water accessibility, sanitation, and climate change. This forum on the planet was presented by Jane Goodall, United Nations Messenger of Peace and founder. The seminar's keynote speaker was led by Klaus Schwab's advisor, Israeli historian, and best-selling author and professor at Hebrew University, Yuval Harari. His lecture was on artificial intelligence and technology, public policy, sustainability, and the future of work. These new world agendas on sustainable living sound promising, yet the prices of groceries in Israel are at an all-time high, and the cost of buying land is the second highest in the entire world. The UN Climate Change Conference in 2021, at a UN climate change conference in Scotland, Bill Gates and the leaders of Israel agreed to work together in a climate change innovation agreement. Since then, Israel's skies and the rest of the world's skies, without many of its citizens knowing, have become increasingly blanketed with a white film-like layer of unnatural cloud cover sprayed from planes, drones, and toxic chemicals dispersed from the ground. These harmful, man-made clouds are always in the Earth's stratosphere, high above the real clouds in the areas near the sun. These sprays contain silver iodide, sulfates, and aerosols, and have greatly affected the health and well-being of Israel's citizens and the citizens of the world. What is being done in the name of climate change? unbeknownst to most of the world's population, is nothing short of a crime. The late United States President Lyndon B. Johnson knew that the harnessing of this weather modification system was incredibly powerful. Back in the 1960s, he said, He who controls the weather controls the world. In an article by The Guardian entitled At War Over Geoengineering, February 2012, it says that although it seems far-fetched, the weather has been weaponized. Four countries have the capability, through technology, to regularly alter the weather for the military, which are tied to secondary objectives that include demographic, energy, and agricultural resource management. 
These countries who possess this power are the once mighty superpowers of the United States and Russia, the global giant China, and one of the smallest nations on earth, Israel. A return to Babel. What the citizens of the world are experiencing on our planet and its molding into a one-world government is nothing new. Ever since Adam and Eve were thrown out of the Garden of Eden, Lucifer has been trying to influence the minds of mankind into setting up a world which he is not only the prince of the power of the air, but the supreme ruler on earth. In Genesis 11, we find the whole earth speaking the same language and vocabulary. In verse 4 we read, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. God, who is not pleased with the world now, was not pleased with the world then. He said in verse 7, Come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. Mankind suddenly found themselves speaking different languages and meeting at a tower whose root word meant to babble. The world has never been the same, and now mankind once again wants to reach immortality and recreate a counterfeit utopia and a Garden of Eden-like existence on earth without a sovereign God, who they now have deemed to be themselves. Yahweh, the God of Israel, and the God of the universe, is slow to anger and very compassionate. Yet, he sees how the earth is being controlled by the few, its air and soil polluted, the hunger of the millions who are impoverished, and the lab-manipulated viruses that have plagued the world for years. In his groundbreaking and first-of-a-kind book, entitled The Christian Imagination, Professor Willie James Jennings has a powerful statement. He says, The world has been changed, and the earth has been taken from us, or should I say, continues to be taken from us, and given back to us changed, transformed, into a mass of potential. The mass of potential he is referring to may be the things we call production and consumption. The earth has been reduced and relegated to the mass production of goods made from the resources of the land, which are then sold and used by the consumers. It's a vicious and perpetual cycle that shows no sign of coming to an end. Yet the Psalms tell us, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The end of days has arrived and God is getting ready to restore all things new. He will make the crooked path straight and every valley will be exalted and every mountain and hill will be made low. Join me next time on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I'll be doing a series on the days of Noah. See you soon.